Well, if there weren't panic buttons being hit before, they're being hit now. The Warriors, the defending world champions, I might not be able to longer because they're now down 3-1. Kylan Mills and I are going to break down what went wrong. Is there any hope left? Just try to paint as clear of a picture as possible. This is a depressing night. <laughs> Some way to put it. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode or tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, including Twitter. TikTok and Instagram at Kylan Mills. You can follow me, Cyrus Hotzes, on Twitter at Dog Surf Rocho. Uh, if you're a Warriors fan, Kylan, this is uh, these are dark times. Uh, the dynasty is on the verge of coming to an end. Um, I don't even know uh, where to point the finger for tonight or whether Lonnie Walker was just that good. Um, I have a few thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours first. Great to see you and, and your reaction to uh, tonight's somewhat stunning loss. I, I was stunned at the end. Uh, 104-101 to the Lakers to fall 3-1 in the series. Yeah, this was a tough one to watch, Cyrus. Uh, you know, the Warriors, it was a game of runs, first of all. The Warriors had that solid lead, then somehow let it slip away uh, late in the third quarter going into the fourth. Um, and what I noticed most during that stretch is that the Warriors stopped running that high pick and roll that was so effective to get Anthony Davis out of the paint and to mm -hmm. get and to stretch the floor and get him away from the basket, which is ultimately what has helped open up the Warriors' offense. So that's one thing that stood out to me about that stretch where the Lakers were able to battle back because I thought in that third quarter, the Warriors started to take control. They earned that double-digit lead. I thought, hey, can they just close this out? And then all of a sudden, the Lakers went on this run. So it was fascinating. It was a game of runs. To me, I feel like the Warriors should have hammered that high pick and roll a little bit more during that stretch. That, to me, was one of the most, if not the most effective plays and scoring you know, the ways that the Warriors scored. I mean, it was just a rough night from three, first of all. So, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about it throughout the postseason throughout the regular season the Warriors at times when they don't execute other areas of the game can live and die by the three and this was a game where they could not score from deep I mean you just look at brutal numbers for Steph Curry three of 14 that's not something that's usual for him Clay Thompson three of nine from deep but just three of 11 from the floor that hurt I saw you tweeted out Clay Thompson isn't going to score just three in the second half he scored like six in the second half, and it was still yeah. absolutely brutal. Um, but I think you got to give a lot of credit to Lonnie Walker. I mean, that was just an amazing performance for him by the, uh, you know, by this Lakers team. I think, you know, obviously we know this is a talented team with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, you know, guys who can score. But to me, Lonnie Walker really came in and made a huge impact. Um, I know there's a lot of different directions we could go. Jordan Poole. Yikes. I mean, there's some individual player performances I think we could point to, but this was just, it, it was a tough one because they felt like the Warriors really had control, uh, you know, heading into late in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, here, here's the first question I want to ask. And I feel like I just, I want to ask you a lot of questions because I'm, I'm, I know I've so I have a lot of questions as well. Like my I'm mind is that. spinning a little bit from this game because there were a lot of different things that happened. 
Well, here's the first question I want to ask, and uh, it has to do with the fourth quarter. I thought the Golden State Warriors found something with their starting lineup. They made the decision to start Gary Payne the second uh, over Jermichael Green, who started the last two games. Jermichael, on a side note, uh, we can discuss that as well. Played a whopping total of two minutes, 16 seconds tonight. Um, you know, and, and I've been clamoring. You've been clamoring all season, all postseason uh, that the Warriors need size. I know Jermichael Green is not exactly the size you're looking for, but hey, he's 6'9". Um, I thought yeah. they were, they, I thought he was doing something there, at least. You know, he wasn't a detriment, certainly. Two minutes, 16 seconds. I, you know, I don't know what he did to deserve that, coupled with absolutely no playing time for Jonathan Kaminga. So the Warriors basically sacrificed size tonight, they, and it might have cost them. But my question is, uh, they, I thought they found something in, in the starting lineup, and more specifically in Gary Payne II, uh, getting some real minutes. I, I'm never opposed to Gary Payne II playing more. Uh, I think he's a, a fantastic player. There's a reason why the team traded back uh, for him. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a mistake to let him go, in all honesty, and, and that's something we can visit later on. But um, the reason why I bring him up is because I thought they found something there. And for some reason in the fourth quarter, though, uh, you know, Kerr decided to play uh, Gary Payne the second, um, just two minutes and change. Um, and then he went with Moses Moody, who look, I love, I think Moses Moody, I don't think he did anything wrong in this game. I don't think he's the reason they lost in this game, but I just don't understand why of all the times this year now in one of those pivotal points of the season now is when Steve Kerr decides to put all his faith in Moses Moody in, in the most important moment. And for some reason, I thought Gary Payne the second was doing great. But in that fourth quarter, Moses Moody plays nine minutes, 49 seconds. Gary Payton the second plays two minutes and 11 seconds. And then the other four uh, uh, players, Wiggins, Draymond, Clay, and Seth, played the entire fourth quarter. So that was your fourth quarter. It was just those six players, but it was mostly Moody and a little bit of Gary Payton the second. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Because I thought it was peculiar at a minimum. Um, and I'm just puzzled why he abandoned Gary Payton the second who I thought was doing great. I thought he was a reason why uh, they were playing so good in this game. And, and I thought should have won before Lonnie, the Walker, Lonnie Walker, the fourth turned into Hall of Fame player. Your thoughts on that. Um, I didn't have a problem with Moses Moody playing late in the game. Uh, I thought he played really well throughout this game, yeah, throughout this yeah. series. Um, so I don't know that I have so much of an issue with that. I mean, the whole Moses Moody playing time situation is strange because Steve Kerr had this aversion to playing him during the regular season. He got DMP'd up until late in the season. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, Kerr trusts him during the playoffs. So I do think that is puzzling. But I think what we've seen from Moses Moody in the postseason has been, you know, more of what the ceiling is and what his potential is. Um, I, from the eye test, just I thought, and I think throughout the series, he's been making hustle plays. He's been just running down, trying to challenge balls. He did only have one rebound in this game, but I feel like he was going after every single 50-50 ball so hard. And that's something I appreciate. He also had that massive dunk, which felt really good. Um, so, and I thought that he played good defense. I think he's been playing solid defense throughout. Um, I do also agree, though, that I thought Gary Payton the second played well, um, and I think that he could have gotten more minutes. So I don't know that I necessarily have an issue with Moses Moody getting minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, I think the entire way that Steve Kerr has handled his playing time this season has been strange. But I also, at the same time, agree that I would have liked to see more Gary Payton II. Um, but I thought Moses Moody had good contributions tonight. Like, it doesn't necessarily stand out on the stat sheet in terms of, like, seven points, one rebound. But he did have two steals, and they were big steals. And like I said, I thought defensively he was 
playing well. He's been applying a lot of pressure and he's just been a player who's been hustling for every ball, which I appreciate because I don't feel like all the Warriors have necessarily brought that same level of intensity Mm -hmm. every single game. So like to me, for me to see that, like, you know, I I appreciate that. He also had a big block as well. So, you know, I thought he was, you know, doing some really nice things, but I also don't necessarily understand why Gary Payton II, who has 15 points in 23 minutes, didn't play more. So, you know, I kind of agree, you know, I agree on that point, but I also don't mind Moses Moody playing. Yeah, me raising that point isn't a criticism of Moody at all. I thought he played fantastic, but it's just... I thought I mean I thought the, I thought Kerr found something there that was really effective and and you mentioned Gary Payton the second stat line um, mm-hmm. again he he finished twenty three minutes twenty two seconds was uh, a plus three in the plus minus but more importantly I think fifteen points um, he was seven for nine from the field uh, he even hit a three and for him to just you know not play virtually the entire fourth quarter say for two minutes it was just weird I I thought he found something in Gary Payton the second. Um, now, Clay Thompson, when we come back, we got to talk about him because I, I don't know how you can defend that. I, I mean, that was just ugly. That was just awful. I, you know, if if you're going to point a finger at anybody in the Warriors um, in terms of, of you know, the, if you want to play the blame game, I think it has to start with him. That was awful. Those were four shots. Um, you know, you, you know, you mentioned that I didn't think he would. He would score. He would, I mean, he scored three points in the first half. And yes, he did technically score more than that. In the second half, he scored six. Um, that's not good. That's not good. And, and you know, he was he did good in games one and two, and for him to just vanish in games three and four, that's that's you know really crazy. So we got to talk about that and Steph. And I don't know if it's time to talk about the future yet. Um, you know, I see people in the chat bringing up three one. The Warriors have come back from that before. This ain't the 2016 Warriors. Uh, but we'll touch on that and so much more uh, after we give some love to our sponsors, uh, including Game Time, um, which is a fantastic way. Uh, to get tickets for events, whether it's tickets, whether for, I'm sorry, for sporting events, uh, concerts. Colin, was the last time you've been to a concert, by the way? Random question. Uh, Great question. Um, I haven't been to one in a while. I went to Outside Lands last year um, here in San, or in San Francisco yeah. anyway, at Golden Gate. I think yeah. that maybe was it. I'll tell you what, I don't know that I want to go back. I'm too old for that ish, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't, I, I can't, I can't remember the last concert I went to. Uh Tell yeah. you what, Taylor Swift is coming to town in case there's any Swifties out there. I know that's there what a lot of people have circled in the calendar. She'll be in the Bay in July. <laughs> there you go. Well, and I bring that up because it isn't just sports. You can buy tickets for with game time. You can also buy tickets for concerts. Um, and it's and they have a, a, a low price guarantee, meaning you buy your tickets from game time and you happen to find uh, another pair of tickets or number, whatever number of tickets you bought. Same row, same section somewhere else for a cheaper price. Game time will match the difference. That is literally a low price guarantee. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. <laughs> On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers, um, I have no idea what's planned for tomorrow. Uh, I, I actually wasn't planning on hosting an episode of Locked On Warriors because I'm doing a show with Rick Barry uh, on the on the Mike Dub app. But given what happened today, I, I might. I don't know. Kylan, you're taking off for a wedding. 
Um, so this is it for you for this week. But follow the program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. This will repost, uh, you know, when we're hosting shows, what time, who the guests are, and so forth. So follow us there. And you can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kylan Mills. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Dogs or Fro Show. Um, Kylan, before before I ask about Clay Thompson, uh, what Steph did, Steph can't be like, you know, he he's guilty too. Um, the Warriors were only down one. He had the ball. And what he did there forcing that really long three-pointer was very reminiscent to me of 2016 um, in Game 7, where the Warriors had numerous opportunities to attack the basket, get easy baskets, and instead were settling for these really long, forced, ugly three-point shots. And it was deja vu all over again tonight. It was it was really ugly. I, I Look, I, I hate trying to read body language or, or trying to make assumptions based off just what I'm seeing on the TV, but... Um, it looks like LeBron James is in these guys' head, heads a little bit. I don't know if, if that impression comes off to you at all, but for some reason, I sense intimidation from a lot of Warriors players every time they're, they want to attack and they see LeBron there. I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong on that. This is just my guess, but I, I can't find another explanation for why Stephen Curry did that again. I, he should have learned from his mistakes seven years ago. Don't force difficult threes like that. I know you're the great, greatest shooter ever, but all the success coming tonight offensively, like you mentioned those pick and rolls and it was yep. F attacking the basket. He was, he was getting there uh, imp uh, unimpugned and I don't understand what happened there at the end. So Steph, man, we love you obviously in the Bay area. You're, you're the next Joe Montana. Um, but that was just, yeah, you, you had a basket there and I just have to bring that up. But Clay Thompson, Kylan, your thoughts, what happened there? What's going on with Clay? Is it over for him? Uh, going back to the fourth quarter stretch really quick, just my yeah. comments on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that Steph Curry had Anthony Davis in an isolation, absolutely drive to the basket that was working throughout the night. That was a tough step, step back 30 footer. I mean, that's just a difficult shot. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I do want to mention, I mean, Steph Curry needed more help in this game. And that kind of plays into the Clay Thompson point that we're going to talk about here in mm -hmm. just a minute. I mean, I thought Steph was fantastic in so many other aspects of the game up until that, you know, 17 second to go fourth quarter shot. Um, but I just think the guy needs more help. Um, and in terms of what you mentioned about the Lakers possibly being the Warriors heads or LeBron, I don't know about them necessarily being in their heads, but I do still feel like I see some fatigue on the Warriors. And that's, I don't know, just my impression or the way I'm reading some of the body mm -hmm. language is, you know, maybe just a little bit tired. And to me, I just think that Steph Curry needed more help all around. And that plays into the Clay Thompson thing. I mean, this Warriors team is the most effective when they have the Splash Brothers going, when they have multiple threats from beyond the arc. And when Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole, all three are hitting, this is an incredibly tough team to shut down because you can't just, you know, close out one of those guys beyond the arc. But when Jordan Poole has just an abysmal game, Clay Thompson couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Uh, mm -hmm. Steph Curry wasn't shooting well from three either. Although, like I said, I do feel like he made a positive impact on this game in a lot of other ways. He wasn't shooting great from three as well. So I think, you know, that just puts the Warriors in a tough position. Um, when Steph Curry is getting baskets, he was able to score quite a few twos and to draw some fouls, but wasn't hitting a lot from three. And then Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole just you know, disappeared and were almost entirely ineffective. Also, when you look back at that fourth quarter stretch, not to get away from Clay Thompson, but uh, the Draymond Green turnover is one I would have liked to get back. Oh. I think that play, they were trying to find Clay Thompson in the corner on a back screen, but it just, that's not the position where you want to turn the ball over with, you know, just a couple of seconds left in the fourth. That could have been an opportunity 
if the Warriors could have just held on to the ball. Um, Draymond, you know, always plays tough defense, but I think he could have been better tonight. By the way, he had the worst plus minus on the team. He was a minus 10, which is rare for Draymond because usually while he doesn't stuff the stat sheet, you can see his impact in terms of the plus minus. Um, so it doesn't tell the whole story, but, you know, that was one specifically that her and Draymond had five turnovers on the night. So just another area I feel like he could have maybe cleaned up. Um, but Clay Thompson, man, you know, the Warriors need to get more out of him. Absolutely. Sorry to circle back to the original point. Uh, no, the Warriors need more from Clay you're Thompson rolling. for sure. <laughs> you're rolling. No, you're rolling. No, no, don't be sorry. You're, you're doing great. I, um, where are we in the clock here? Uh, I don't know if it's, oh, 16. Okay. Um, well, here's one issue I have because, uh, and I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Lonnie Walker was almost single-handedly the reason why the Lakers won this game. I, I thought the Warriors were in control. Again, that's why I bring up Gary Payton, uh, the second and the fourth quarter because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I thought they had something great going there. And then um, he was nowhere, nowhere to be found for most of the fourth quarter. The why of that, I hope someone asked Steve Kerr. Of course, he'll probably give you the, the same answer he gives for everything. Matchups. <laughs> that's what he, That's the answer he always gives yep, to any tough yep. question. Matchups. Uh, and then there's nothing you could, you could say beyond that. Um, but Lonnie Walker, the second or the fourth, the third. Is it the fourth? It's the fourth. Uh, murdered the Golden State Warriors tonight. I, I'm I'm in the fourth quarter. This is it's the, the the this the quarter that he just turned into a god. Um, and I'm trying to find that that's that box sheet right now. I had it right in front of me. Here it is. Lonnie Walker in the fourth quarter uh, played all 12 minutes. Was six of nine from the field. Uh, wasn't like lethal from deep. He only took three three pointers. Only made one of them off the line for two free throws. But scored 15 points. Uh, in that fourth quarter, it looked like he could not miss. In fact, uh, in terms of just shooting two point field goals, he only missed one uh, out of, I believe, uh, six attempts. So he's five for six from the field from in terms of two point field goals. And he was unstoppable. And part of the reason why I feel like he was unstoppable is an issue that I've been bringing up all postseason, all season. Um, you brought up the fact that the Warriors never pursued a center or any kind of traditional big. Uh, even though like the need for it, at least I feel, was certainly there. Um, this is a small team. And Lonnie Walker, uh, you know, is I, I feel like if you just put a little more size out there, you could challenge these shots better. I know Lonnie Walker's not a huge dude. He's 6'4", um, but LeBron James is a huge dude. He's 6'8". Anthony Davis was out there. He's a, he's a big dude, um, you know, at, at 6'11". Austin Reeves, even at 6'5", when you compare him to the Warriors, suddenly is pretty big. And I guess my question to you, uh, Kylan, because I'm looking at the box score tonight, and especially in the fourth quarter, where the Warriors only played six players. Andrew Wiggins, who's 6'7". Uh, Gary Payne the second only played two minutes, but he's played two minutes in the fourth. He's 6'3". Draymond Green is 6'5", 6'6", with shoes on. Clay Thompson, 6'7". Stephen Curry, 6'3". And then Moses Moody uh, was the only other player out there in the fourth, and he's 6'5". I don't, I've never liked that. I don't, I don't, I'm only okay with small ball lineups if your small ball lineup has a lot of like six, seven, six, eight people out there and you have people like Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson at the peak of their powers in their prime, that's not the case anymore. Um, you know, a lot of your other players are not six, seven, six, eight, like, like Iguodala, like Livingston, like David West, uh, like Otto Porter Jr. Most of them are like more in the six, four, six, five range. That's not big. That's those are really small individuals when you put it in perspective to the other players out there on an NBA court. Um, do you see it the same way or do you, does it not bother you that the Warriors use this small ball lineup smaller now than we've ever seen it? What are your thoughts on that? 
I mean, I'm just curious because you also mentioned that you thought the starting lineup was working for the Warriors because you said you really liked Gary Payton II in there, and that's an area where I would agree because I like the starting lineup. I think the small ball has been effective against the Lakers. I say that while I have been on the same train as you throughout the season, that I wanted to see the Warriors add more size for certain matchups, for certain situations in games and in series in the postseason. But I do think given this Lakers matchup, the small ball lineup has the ability to be effective, but one thing is they have to be able to hit threes and they have to run the Lakers out the gym and score and transition. They also can't afford to give up, um, you know, too many turnovers and to give up points in transition, you know, in order to be able to win that battle. The Warriors finished with 16 turnovers, which honestly isn't terrible for them, but it is a little bit over the over under when you look at like, for example, last series, them winning games versus losing games. I was doing the math in in the uh, last series, and I think the Laker or the Warriors, whenever they had 15 or more turnovers, they were they lost. You know those games in the series, and when they had less than that, they won. So, like I said, it's right around that mark where you know I feel like they can clean that up a little bit. Um, so, also though, with the small ball, like I said, you got to make threes. You yes. know, when when you're when you're running that lineup out there and you can't hit a three, well, then you know it makes it so much harder because they're just going to pack the paint and you've got small players on the floor. Um, But I do like the small ball lineup when you match up Draymond Green and Anthony Davis. And like I said, run that high pick and roll and try to get Davis out the paint. I mean, that's what worked for the Warriors. Well, um, you know, in previous games of this series. So I do understand that I did like the, the way the starting lineup worked out tonight, but I think the Warriors are, are vulnerable in some aspects and size. And I think we saw that a little bit in the Kings series, you know, mm-hmm. um, you talked about some, you talk about some of the Kings players. They, they had a, size advantage mm-hmm. in their bench they had a size advantage in their starters and i think there were times where they were able to dominate on the boards and in the paint because of that size advantage um so you know it's something that the warriors are gonna have to be really intentional about is is trying to push the pace if they're gonna go small they gotta hit threes if they're gonna go small and they can't throw the ball away every time down the floor if they're gonna go small that's my thought on it yeah gary pant the second is is one of those weird exceptions right they call him like a little big man he he's usually effective guarding one through fives um, I, you know, again, I wasn't like super ecstatic that he was the answer, but it was effective. It was working. Um, normally speaking though, someone six, three, I would not be a fan of, but I mean, would you agree with that? Right? Like, like Gary Penn, the second is kind of not your, you know, he's not your typical six, three guard, right? I mean, he's out there like, you know, causing havoc on six, eight, six, nine dudes. He's, he's dunking over big sometimes. Right. With like, I mean, there was one play where Draymond tried to, to, to pass an alley-oop to him. And people were like, whoa, like what's going on there? But that that's they believe he can pull it off. He's that athletic. Um, normally I would not I would not. And in all honesty, again, this is where like you have, you know, come on, Looney played 10 minutes. I don't know if the illness was the cause that did Gary be in the second lead the game for a bit early on because he was puking. Is that true? I never that's, yeah, I, I saw that being circulated. I don't know if that's true or not, because that maybe was a factor in the fourth quarter. I don't know. Um but I saw that floating around. I don't know if that's fact or not, so I can't confirm, but uh, hmm. see if we can find the origin of where that came from. But if he was, in fact, sick and Kevon Looney is still recovering from illness, you know, then you're talking about a different story in terms of, you know, why yeah, Your mic is fading, uh, fading, by the way. I don't know what's going on. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like all of a sudden the volume went super low. Uh, well, regardless, we're going to take, uh, take a quick ad break here. Uh, to talk about prize picks, uh, I did not win. Prize picks had a really cool promo tonight. And for people unfamiliar with how prize picks works, it's all about betting over unders on individuals. Like Stephen Curry's over under tonight, for example, was 29 and a half points. Um, he scored 31, so we nailed that. And all you do is either decide, I think he's going to score more than 
29 and a half or less than 29 and a half. And tonight, uh, Price Picks had an awesome offer where they were letting uh, their users uh, play a free uh, three player parlay. Uh, and that's what they do sometimes. It's that, it's that much fun. And you're picking two to six players. Um, it's not just points, it can be assists, it can be rebounds. Uh, I think you can even do turnovers. Um, and it's not just basketball either. You can bet on Major League Baseball or, yeah, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer. Um, you can cross over between different sports. Um, it's a lot of fun. Easy payouts, super user friendly uh, application. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, 25, whatever it is, they will match it. So you will have double in your account what you put in. Just start playing. It's fun. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. You are locked on, Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills, including Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, is there anything in the chat? I want to see if anyone uh, is anyone, has anything stuck out to you, Kylan, that you feel we should we should address I can't hear you at all. Darn it. Uh, I can, it's like really faint. I, I, is, is, I don't know. Am I the only one? Is it me? Well, now it's like just a good old like feedback kind of sound. Um, sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, 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 yes, Joe. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just me. Well, you're figuring that out. Why don't we, uh, why don't I play some sound? Uh, there's a couple sound bites that are coming down now. This is, um, first off, Steve Kerr. Um, I, this is someone who I've been wanting to hear from, uh, for a while now. Uh, so why don't we play the soundbite? He's, this is, uh, Kerr talking about Clay Thompson's, um, late game, uh, three pointers, uh, and whether his last two shots okay today was three pointers. So here's, here's Kerr. Yeah, Steve, uh, Clay obviously wants it so bad, but did you feel like, um, he forced those last two shots there, those three pointers? Yeah, you know, I, I trust Clay. I mean, think of everything that he's done uh, for this team. So um, part of you know who he is is he's um, he's going to fire away. And um, there were a couple late that uh, he probably would like to have back. But um, that's you know it's part of who we are as a team. We're we're gonna we're gonna fire. We're gonna if Steph or Clay gets an opening, um, they're gonna let it go. And they've had a ton of success over the years. Obviously, they both had uh, you know some looks down the stretch. But uh, you know, give the Lakers credit. They they uh, they played good defense, and we couldn't couldn't get anything to go. Yes, Steve. I don't know if those are good looks, uh, Coach uh, Kylan. Is your mic issue fixed? I have no idea. Yes, I didn't you're, touch yeah, you're good. You're good. We, I didn't touch anything, so I literally just unplugged my board. I have an audio board over here, and I replugged it. it back in. So you're all know. good. You're all good. It was maybe just like a loose wire or just like some freak things. I have not moved or touched anything. You're fine. It's it's working now. Um, what were your thoughts on 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 uh, Steve Kerr uh, basically saying he's okay with Clay taking those shots? The one thing where I feel like he was kind of uh, you know missing 
reality a bit is that those were not open looks. Those were not catch and shoot plays. Uh, Clay was forcing those. Uh, do you want to? Do you want? Did you hear it? Do you want to play it again? No, 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 that's fine. I mean, I I think that we talked about this before, just that Clay Thompson is at his best when he's shooting catch and shoot threes and, and when he's more of a spot up shooter versus creating shots for himself, like more of a staff. Um, and I thought I agree. I thought that tonight that that Clay was forcing it. And he's done this at points throughout the season, especially since coming back from injury, where I feel like he forces tough shots, contested mm-hmm. threes, threes on the dribble, like I said, creating, or he he, you know, does too much and winds down the shot clock a little bit, then is forced to throw up bad look um or he rushes in possessions as well i mean there have been times we've seen that from clay i don't think every look um tonight was a good one for clay uh you know i hope that he comes back and and turns it around next game but i think that i agree i I think he was forcing a little bit and you know maybe steve kerr is just trying to keep his confidence up i think that's a factor as well because this warriors team does trust clay thompson they want him to keep shooting at least you know that's what they've said throughout the season throughout ups and downs in clay's game and and he has been inconsistent at times this season um but then there's also times where he steps up and he has massive games so i think they want to keep his confidence high give him the green light to keep shooting and hope that he figures it out um you know and goes with the flow of the game and, and finds his shot in rhythm more than he was tonight versus creating off the dribble um, I got to address uh, anytime I see moronic posts like from someone like ADG who says you got your foul shots tonight and still didn't win what happened. Um, you know, if you were in any way accurate, I'd maybe respect your criticism. But um, no, it was the foul thing was still an issue. Uh, in fact, uh, the Warriors had 12 free throw attempts tonight to 20 for the Los Angeles Lakers in a game where the Warriors lost by three points. It particularly stuck out in the fourth quarter. Now, granted, this is where. I, this is where it started sticking out to me a little bit that Gary Payne the second was missing because the Lakers kept looking for the LeBron Stephen Curry matchup. That's all LeBron was doing. That was the Lakers offense. If it wasn't Lonnie Walker, the fourth, it was LeBron James basically going pick and roll, pick, pick, pick screen, screen, screen. Yeah. I got Steph on me. Now let's run this. And Steph uh, got called for that really ugly reaching foul late unnecessary. Um, but at the same time, it's such a size disadvantage for Steph. It's like, what are you going to do? And having a player like Gary Payne II out there sometimes cools, uh, you know, defensive maladies. Like, it sometimes resolves these things to have a savant like Gary Payne II out there. But going back to the free throw thing, no, it was not resolved. It, the, the, the Golden State Warriors tonight had 12 free throw attempts. The Los Angeles Lakers had 20. So, no, the Lakers still benefited from that. Uh, come up with something more creative and actually more accurate than a worthless uh, criticism like that. I, I, I do apologize for, for going on a tangent there, but we're all set at the end of the show. And what else are we going to talk about? Um, I want to play the sound by real quick, though. Um, anything to add to that, Colin? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to just. No, no, no. Take this we can hostage. move on. Okay. Uh, I want to I want to uh, <laughs> I want to um, play this soundbite from Gary Payne, the uh, second who is saying that there is no panic in the locker room. Let's hear what uh, GP2 has to say. Gary, what's the mood in the locker room after a loss like this? Uh, it's still, still positive, you know. Um, you know, we, we know we have them, you know, down the line. Um, we just got to make one more, one more, one more run, you know, late, and you just create that space and opportunity. Like I said, we just got to capitalize on, you know, when we get turnovers in transition, just capitalize on, uh, you know, finishing the possession. Gary, how you feeling? You left at one point in the first quarter. You get <laughs> it for the locker room. Everything okay there? No, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Hey Gary, you guys were down 0-2 last series. You came back. You're down 3-1 now. Uh, so what gives you confidence to be able to come back and you know respond on on Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, we got a lot of heart in this team and a lot of fight. So 
uh, back against the wall. And we got to come out swinging. Uh, so we got a lot of guys right here that, um, you know, is ready and stay ready. So we've got to come out and uh, hit first. Kylan, you know, you're taking off for a wedding, so you're not going to have a chance to really uh, follow up. So I'll, I'll give the floor to you. What do you think is going to happen in game five? I mean, the, the season's on the line. Uh, you know, possibly the dynasty's on the line. It's going to be one very interesting offseason if the Warriors lose that game or just lose this series. Um, what what do you expect? What do you, what do you floor's yours? Take it away, please. A lot of people are saying they think the dynasty is ending, or at least I've seen a couple of comments uh, mentioning that. And I think the Warriors can win game five at home. Um, I do. I think it changes the dynamic going back to Chase Center. The Warriors have been a team that have struggled on the road all season. And, you know, I do think that they have an extra edge when they're playing at Chase. And I think they can win game five. That being said, winning three straight games against the Lakers that to win the series, that's going to be tough. Uh, my hope is all riding on on the Corgi that's been predicting the series. I don't know if you've seen the TikTok or Twitter Corgi, Cyrus, but I tweeted it out uh, just before this. There's a Corgi that's been doing like game predictions, and the Corgi is spot on. The Corgi predicted that the Lakers would be up 3-1, but the Warriors would come back and win 4-3. Um, do I think the Warriors are going to figure it out? I, I don't know, but I'm hoping the Corgi is right. I'll, I'll check. I missed that somehow, Kylan, and I follow you. Gotta you. Up. Guys, if you're ho- if you're hoping to hold on to hope, uh, look up the Corgi. A lot of people are saying Lakers and six. Like, yeah, I-, I could see that happening. I could see it happening. I-, I hate to count the Golden State Warriors out because they came back from being down 2-0 against the Sacramento Kings. Um, you know, the Warriors did something they'd never done before in this in in a postseason. So I don't want to count them out, but Lakers and six. I mean, I could see it for sure. This is, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the video right now of uh, Air Korg. So the Corgi is actually bouncing a ball into a basket for his prediction or her prediction. Um, that's phenomenal. So the Corgi predicted Warriors in seven? Yeah. Oh, there it is. So, yeah, I was it say, is. so now you can see the rest of the prediction. Um, so it was right thus far. And and I'm praying that there's some good Corgi juju that'll, you know, transfer to this team. Um, I mean, it's hard to predict because, you know, the Warriors have been inconsistent this season. It's hard to predict what team is going to show up, um, you know, because Jordan Poole hasn't played this terrible all season. Like he's been great at times. Um, you know, so does Jordan Poole show up? Does Clay Thompson show up in games five and six? Do those two have big nights? We know what Steph Curry brings on the regular, but you know, I think there's just a lot of factors up in the air and that some players really have to come to play, not just in one game, but in two games and three games that remains to be seen. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, it just, it really bums me out that I I have emphasized this strongly that I want some size from the Warriors I, I want either Jermichael Green or Jonathan Kaminga. I, I yep, wasn't minding yep, yep, yep. Kaminga not playing because Jermichael was seeing minutes. But in this game, we got 10 minutes from Looney, two minutes from Jermichael, another DNP from Kaminga. For anyone in the chat or, or out there saying Kaminga's trash, what do you base that on? Your eye test? Nothing statistically indicates that. I, you know, it's just you're not going to win with small with this, this small ball crap. All right. Don Nelson tried it for decades. It never worked. You need to have the absolute perfect personnel. The Warriors briefly had that personnel, but even then, they had Kevin Durant, who was 6'11. They had guys again like Igadala, 6'7, Livingston, 6'8. You know, I, I they they've never been small like this. It's you don't win like this. So that part of it, I that that I will uh, point to the coaching staff for. 
because you got to help out your stars. When your stars are 6'3", 6'5", 6'7", they need support, and I don't think they're getting it. I, but Clay obviously played like trash. I think you and I are on the same page about Jordan Poole, right? I mean, that's just this is just not the series for him. We can save that discussion no. for another day. Is that fair to say? What? What? Any thoughts from you? Yeah, uh, yeah. That? My final thought is that uh, to your last point is that I would like to see more Jonathan Kaminga, or at least I'd like to see him get a chance. For the people saying Jonathan Kaminga sucks, like he was great at times during the regular season. I've agreed. I have said that I don't think he's necessarily brought it in the postseason. I haven't liked his body language. I haven't liked his intensity and effort. But I think this is a series that his skill set could be a major asset for the Warriors if he were to bring it. And I mean, at this point, Jordan Poole is just not playing well at all. Like, give some of those bench minutes and at least give JK a shot. If not, Jermichael Green has been effective at times in this series as well and can add some size and potentially stretch the floor when he does hit threes, which he can. Um, so I wouldn't mind letting Kaminga have a chance at least, um, you know, and seeing how he does in, in, in an important moment. I know he wasn't impressive in, in garbage time the other night, uh, but that's a also a tough situation, you know, going in and knowing that, you know, the game doesn't matter at that point, or at least, you know, the scoreline has pretty much been decided at that point. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing how he does. And I wouldn't mind seeing more to Michael Green because I think his size and floor spacing when he does hit threes could be an asset. There you go. Well, you have, have fun at the wedding. Um, we're going to miss you. Um, uh, and again, you. either I, I might, I might end up doing a show tomorrow. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have another guest. I don't know. Follow the program on Twitter or locked on dubs um, because there is a lot to break down here. I'm very curious to hear some of the other sound. Um, and I'm probably going to play a lot of sound tomorrow if I do a show because um, yeah, I'm curious. I'm really curious to hear what they have to say about, about what's going on. This is, this is crazy. They're down three, one officially must win. There's no more room for error. Um, Kylan, so do you predict the, the predict the Warriors winning game five? I predict the Warriors winning game five. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to predict the Warriors win the series. I just do not know how this is going to end up. I think if the Warriors win five and six, they have an absolute chance. I think seven would be a toss up. I think, you know, if they win game five, game six is the one I don't feel confident about. I think the Lakers could take it in six at home. So yeah. we'll just have to see. Like to me, that's going to be the you know that's going to be the game that decides it. Like if the Warriors win six and suddenly they go back home seven, you know, game seven with major momentum. But if Lakers come out and and you know play aggressive and the Warriors don't show up to play like they haven't on the road this season, then that might be it. Um, you know, I don't know that I have a clear cut prediction for the series, but I think the Warriors they do respond usually when losing like this, and and I like to think they win game five, but I don't know that this series is going to go their way. Oh man, yeah, we'll see. And if you want to, if you want to, uh, just jump in from from Florida at any point, just say the word. We'll we'll, we'll patch okay. you in. We'll get you on the show. Otherwise, have uh, a great, uh, have some safe travels. Have fun at the wedding. It's your sister, right? Yep. So you have a new brother-in-law coming into yes. the family. Congrats. Yes. Yep. All right. Good thank stuff. you. Thank you. Um. Yeah. And so we'll we'll yeah we'll keep this going. Uh, it's interesting times. I don't know how else to really put it at the moment, but. If you're in shock, I understand. This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. I am um, in shock. That's why I can't predict the series. I am I am shocked. And at yes. points in this game, late in this game, I thought the Warriors had it. So it's kind of, you know, it's a tough one for sure. Absolutely. All righty. Safe travels. Have fun. Uh, Thank you. For everyone out there, we'll be back at it soon. Have